0: Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Navy Federal Credit Union, our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Just to give you a heads up, today's episode involves super not graphic discussions of school kids and car crashes. It's about how laws might prevent injury, but go on and skip it if you want to. So... In general, parents and lawmakers alike seem pretty okay with letting children hop on school buses every day without giving too much thought to the fact that those same kids would be firmly buckled up if they were riding in a car. In fact, for many of the younger, smaller kids, even regular seatbelts wouldn't be sufficient in a car that have to have the additional protection of a car seat or a booster seat. So why this disparity when it comes to school bus safety? Who decided that school buses don't need seatbelts, and is it even true? The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, which tracks traffic and safety data, is one organization that has historically advocated that seatbelts are not necessary on school buses because, the organization says, the school bus is the safest vehicle on the road. NHTSA points to data showing that in a 10-year span from 2008 to 2017, a very small percentage of total road accidents and deaths occurred involving school transportation. School buses are designed for good crash and rollover protection. They protect kids through compartmentalization, which means spacing seats close together, as well as using seats with high, energy-absorbing backs to prevent children from being tossed around in case of a collision. School buses are also highly visible and have safety features like flashing red lights, cross-view mirrors, and stop sign arms. Drivers stay on carefully planned routes and maintain slow speeds. Unfortunately, though, deadly school bus crashes can happen. In 2015, NHTSA administrator Mark Rosekind publicly reversed the organization's long-standing position and began advocating for three-point seatbelts on every school bus. And after one tragic crash in May 2018 in Morris County, New Jersey, involving two deaths and 43 injuries, the National Transportation Safety Board opened a full investigation into school bus safety. The board's report concluded that, quote, to provide the best protection for all occupants of large school buses, the remaining step is for each state to require the installation of lap shoulder belts in all new large school buses. Today, seatbelts are only federally mandated on small school buses, or those weighing 10,000 pounds or about 4,500 kilos or less. States are allowed to decide whether to mandate them on the rest of their school buses. And currently, only eight states—Arkansas, California, Florida, Louisiana, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, and Texas—have laws requiring seatbelts on large school buses, though many others are considering similar legislation. Opponents obviously want to keep kids safe, but point to the cost, not just of buying and installing the belts, but of those belts reducing buses' passenger capacity, which would mean school districts would need more buses in their fleets. And since most school buses are on the road for at least 10 and often up to 20 years, it's unlikely that tightly budgeted school districts would choose to retrofit older buses due to those costs, which means it would potentially take decades for new legislation requiring seatbelts to take effect across a fleet as new buses slowly replace older ones. For now, it's unclear whether federal standards will change, but states are still free to set tougher restrictions as they see fit. Parents may take some comfort in knowing that school buses are the most regulated vehicles on the road. And as a result, students riding them to school are statistically about 70 times safer than they would be traveling to school by car. Today's episode was written by Three Threewit and produced by Tyler Klang. A Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com.